Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Mandy Wade, get it. we used to get into it all the time. See, the thing about the Miami Heat, but people think that it's like, it's like crazy and wild. It's like, no, man, I said regular day in, in our practices and in our locker room. The thing we believe in is eye-to-eye communication. We don't believe in walking around, looking at the ground, mumbling. If you got something to say to somebody, say it. We got a minute and a half in the timeout to get to a solution. We ain't got time for that whining. We ain't got time for that complaining. Tighten your ass up. Say what you got to say so we can get on to the next. Y'all know who we talking about. I got Udonis Haslam on the podcast. Y'all remember that Miami Heat, that time when they had did. (laughs) Sit back, relax. We got to pay some bills. On the other side of the break, we welcome our special guest, Udonis Haslam, to Naked. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements. 
along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale one million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field. From free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. Champions to be a champion, a champion and carry champion and carry champion, a champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment, connected with. In a world with vulnerable, considered weak. Come and remove the veil from entertainment's elite. It's the difference between what is real and what the public sees. So here's your favorite celebrities behind the scenes. It's refreshing, authentic, the whole story specific. Life altering events to shape the person that you hear. We got a champion and carry champion. Hey girl, you did it. It's the greatest in sports and entertainment connected with us. Every champion and carry champions to be a champion. Got a champion and carry champion. Hey girl, you did it. Got a champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment connected with there are certain accomplishments in life that you wish to have, um, especially in your career. If you can say that I made it to the league, whatever professional league it may be in sports, that's an accomplishment. If you play and you manage to play past one, two, three years, that too is an accomplishment. But if you can get up there and have five, 10, 15 years under your belt, you've really done it. If you want to chip in your respective league, you've done it. But what about this? 
What does a 19-year veteran in the NBA look like? I can count on one hand how many that I know off the top. (laughs) But over the years, it hasn't been that many. In fact, there have been very few. And today we have one of which on the podcast. Udonis Haslam, power forward for the Miami Heat, been playing there all his life, the city that raised him, well, all of his professional life here in the States. He was undrafted, and the city that made him ultimately watched him grow up on and off the court, and it is something special. So on today's podcast, I talked to him about what does it mean to be Udonis Haslam in this league, in that locker room, for that team, and for that city. And look, truth be told, before I ever met him, there is this mystery that surrounds him. (laughs) The rumor has it that UD will get at you if need be, right? Translation, you know, if you run up, you get done up. Is that what the kids say? (laughs) If you talk shit, you might get hit. Kids, you know, whatever they say. My point is, he's known for taking care of business. And he doesn't necessarily talk about that per se, but if you've ever seen him play, if you've ever seen him interact with his teammates, you get it. You know what UD will do or can do or has done. Most recently made a little bit of news when he and his teammate Jimmy Butler got into it. We talk about that. I've also had to inquire about these legendary stories of where I hear he and D-Wade got into it. He'd have to talk, if you will, strongly to some of the players in the locker room. And ultimately, I ask him what he considers himself, uh, how he feels he's moving through that city, what he's given back, and who he is as a man. And it is really special. It's a good podcast. And it's not so much about the tea of it all. It's about the man of it all. Udonis Haslam is really, truly special. And I think every locker room and every league needs themselves a UD, if you will. So sit back, relax, and get into the podcast where my friend gets right to it. Udonis Haslam, um, NBA champion. You have a very interesting story, like 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 a lot of people, but yours is one that I think uh, makes most people respect you when they hear about where you come from and what you've been able to do. It's just, you stop and say, there's a different type of respect. Maybe it's more of a, a street credibility that I like, that I am familiar with and understand. So you grew up in where exactly? I want to make sure I get the area correct. I don't want no problems. <laughs> I was born and raised in Liberty City. So I was born in North Shore Hospital in 1980, June 9th, 1980, which is in Liberty City. Mm-hmm. Um, North Shore is still here. But if you Google North Shore Hospital, it probably got like 2.1 ratings or something like that. Ain't yeah. nobody going there now. Ain't nobody going there now. For sure. So you, you're you no stranger to um, in the league. If anyone has, has watched you play or if they know your personality, I remember when um, I was in Miami and they'd be like, you don't mess with UD. Like, you just don't do it. Where does that reputation come from where people know that you don't play? Is it because of where you grew up or is it because of how you handle yourself in the locker room? I mean, it probably started in high school. So I went to Miami High. If you know anything about Miami High, um, you know, it's a real, real prestigious high school down here. Um, we won a lot of state championships, the most state championships in the state of Florida. And I played for Frank Martin. 
um, who was my high school coach, who is now um, the coach at UMass, was at South Carolina. Um, and before him was the great Shaky Rodriguez. So if anybody know about Shaky Rodriguez, you got to go back to Willie and, and Sal. You know what I'm saying? If you know Willie and Sal, it's all the way back to the Cocaine Cowboys. So if you watch Cocaine Cowboys too, you'll listen to Willie and Sal talk about how they gave money to the Miami High Basketball Program. So I was a part of that program where we were kind of funded through a lot of different things. Um, and it was illegal, a lot of uh, So illegal? That, you guys were funded illegally? Um, I don't know. You watch. You got to watch the doc. Okay. You gotta watch the doc. You gotta watch the doc. <laughs> the doc watch the doc. It. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The doc I'm picking up. It, but, um, I get it. It was a lot of it was a lot of different kids from a lot of different areas. We had Overtown, we had Liberty City. Um, and then all those kids came together, but we the school was in the middle of Little Havana. You know what I'm saying? So we had, you know, a lot of Cuban games, a lot of different things. So it was a lot of different associations at my kind. Um, so you you know I mean stick with your boys and, and watch each other's back and, and take care of each other. I can translate and you can you can agree or disagree. So you had people looking out for you that were that were well known, um, that had a lot of street credibility. And while you were doing the right thing, they were taking care of you no matter what. And yeah, yeah. by association, people know know better. Yeah. Like they won't try to they wouldn't they wouldn't try to Oscar moment you. There will be no I, I, no Will Smith yeah. moments for you. Oh, no. <laughs> No, no, no. I don't play like that. Um, that was very unfortunate. That was very unfortunate. I don't play them type of games. For me, it was, uh, I hung out with older kids. All my homeboys was always older. So, you know, the first thing would tell me if I did want to get my hand dirty, man, get on out of here, man. This ain't, this ain't for you. This ain't what you do. Um, and my high school spit out a lot of pros. You think about Andre Johnson, um, who's going to probably be a, a Hall of Famer for the Houston Texans, Roscoe Parrish. I mean, the list goes on and on, man. All the guys that came out of my high school, but anybody to tell you that came out of the high. Um, if you had a chance to make it, you know what I'm saying? The other dudes make sure you stay straight. Mm. But with that, you you go to college. I was in Gainesville the other day. You went to oh, college yeah. there. Yeah. And I thought and when I, w- I was at the University of Florida, I was training for a story that I was shooting with with Natalie Hines, because a lot of the Olympic swimmers train there. And mm, and she trains, she went yeah, and she's one of four black female Olympians in swimming. And so she trains there. So I went there. But the first thing wow. I thought to myself was, what the hell do you do here? So you coming from Liberty City up to Gainesville, is, was that a culture shock? Describe the environment you leave to go to play basketball. So, so I did that on purpose. My thought process was I need to get as far away from Miami as I can, but still stay in the state of Florida. So I had opportunities to go to like University of Miami. I had opportunities to go to Florida State. I had those opportunities. Um, but I needed to get out of Miami. But I didn't want to go nowhere cold. I didn't want to go nowhere where it's snow. You know what I'm saying? I'm still a Florida boy. So the affiliation with the University of Florida was Anthony Grant, who is now the head coach at University of Dayton. Anthony Grant went to Miami High just like me. Anthony Grant also from Overtown. So I'm from Liberty City, Anthony Grant from Overtown. So if you know anything about Miami, Liberty City, and Overtown, two of the most popular inner city neighborhoods in Miami. So Anthony Grant was somebody who I trusted because he was from where I was from. He spoke the same language. So I knew that I could come from the Liberty City and go to Gainesville, and even though it wasn't many people like me, I knew I could relate to this dude and this brother because mm-hmm. he came from where I came from. Well, the importance of, because we see so many talented kids when they get to college, and they can't make it because they don't understand the environment. How important was that for you to have somebody who, who was from the neighborhood? It was extremely important because I thought everybody, when I got to college, I couldn't believe, like, no, I thought everybody had seen crackheads. I thought everybody had seen drug dealers. And like when I got to college and I was like, wait a minute, like you ain't never really like you ain't seen this and that. And then I realized, like, you know, what I'm saying that really wasn't the norm. You know what I mean? I thought it was, you know what I mean? Because that's what I saw every day. 
And then when I started getting around other people in college, with white people, I guess maybe I'm gonna be honest, white people, when I started getting around white people, <laughs> and I'd be like, wait a minute, like, y'all ain't never, and yeah. they'd be like, yeah. I'd be like, I seen that, like, every day, like, so actually it was a, it was a shock because then I started to realize, like, you know what I'm saying, the things that I thought I started to normalize, you know what I'm saying, wasn't normal. You then have been able to take both these worlds and really beautifully, in my opinion, handle them because some people who aren't who can't they just can't leave the neighborhood behind we, we saw it with so many great athletes we saw it with Mike Vick he was trying to take care of his boys and they didn't take care of him and he ended up in prison and I'm glad his football career wasn't totally derailed but it changed how people viewed him you know and probably the stats he could get now so you have been able to mesh both worlds together however what I find interesting um, and I and I reference probably You've been in the league, as you've mentioned, 19 years, the bulk of that time with the Miami Heat. When LeBron came there, there was a shift. When he, Chris Bosh, and then obviously D-Wade was already there, who you are best friends with, there was a shift in the culture. What was your role in the locker room during that time? There was LeBron coming off of, you know, the, 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 the decision and then you guys had this huge press conference, not one, not two, not three, number one, five, three, four, five, 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 five. What was the shift in that locker room and how did you come in? What was your role? So before I answer that question, shout out my dog, Vic, because I did, I get it. I got a chance to meet Mike Vic um, a couple of years ago and I actually talked to him about that. And you know what I'm saying? He, he kept A1 with me, you know what I'm saying? Real, he a real, real sharp brother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he talked about the mistakes he made and he talked about how he was able to bounce back. You know what I'm saying? He was real raw and uncut with it. You know what I'm saying? So I learned a lot just from that conversation alone. For me, I, I talked to that, him not long ago. He's a great guy. You're yeah. absolutely correct. Uh, Smart. Yeah. And he I keep mean, it, he keep it, you know what I'm saying? He keep it G. Like he ain't cut no corners about what happened and how it went down. You feel yeah. me? So I yeah. really appreciated that. But, um, you know, for me, I've always considered myself to be the anchor, stabilizer. I don't get too up. I don't get too down. Like I don't, you know what I'm saying? I think, Emotional roller coasters take more energy, any damn thing. So I don't look to get on them or ride them. You know what I'm saying? I like to kind of stay even with it. You know what I'm saying? So for me, I like to, I like to hold everything down. You know, I got a tattoo of an anchor. You know what I'm saying? On my neck, and I really like, I really, I really feel that. You know what I mean? When, when it's, I was about to say a cuss word. Can I cuss? You can't. You can curse. This is yeah. We can. Hey, when shit, that. when shit, yeah, when shit go left and shit go right, you know what I'm saying? You know, I'm always be right there in the middle. You feel me? And, and for me, I was always that guy, you know, my, no matter what my situation was. When I was in the rotation, you know, you could count on me to get that stock, get that rebound, do what I need to do. And if I was out the rotation, you could still count on me to be stay ready until I needed to get, you know what I'm saying? Stay ready so I ain't have to get ready. Um, but take a tech if I needed to, too. You know about that, too. All right, do what yeah, I got to do. Let's, let's live there. The, the locker room stories are beautiful. There are these urban <laughs> legends of how during that time you had to grab some fools up and let them know we could go. We could go if need be before we go out there. Who'd you have to just uh, snatch up? Did you have to snatch up ever? You never had to snatch up D-Wade, right? Because he's... Nah, nah, me and D-Wade, get in, we used to get into it all the time. See, the thing about the Miami Heat is where people think that it's like, it's like crazy and wild. It's like, no, man, that's a, that's a, that's a regular day in, in our practices and in our locker room. The thing we believe in is out of our communication. We don't believe in walking around, looking at the ground, mumbling. If you got something to say to somebody, say it. We got a minute and a half in the timeout to get to a solution. We ain't got time for that whining. We ain't got time for that complaining. Tighten your ass up. Say what you got to say so we can get on to the next. And sometimes people don't, sometimes people don't like it. Sometimes people don't, you know what I'm saying? But I, I swear to God, it's the best way to communicate. 
And that's how I go. You know what I'm saying? But you, so, but you yeah. and I, we're twins. I understand that. The world does not operate like that. You know that. Like, they, like we want to just get get to it. Say how we feel and move on and get rid of your feelings. Don't be mad today. Don't be sad today. I just said what I said. Let's go. It does not work that way. So back to my original question. Who did you have to snatch up in the locker room? I mean, I ain't never had to get my hands on nobody. I attempted to get my hands on a few people. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I ain't, oh, I ain't gonna go, who did you attempt go they, they to go they, they, and they, talk they, to? They, they, you gotta ask. You gotta ask. I, so I'm telling did. you, the stories were you had to do that once with Braun. The story was that you and D Wade was like go after it. The story was mm-hmm. that Chris got on your nerves every now and again. And one time, these are all different stories that I hear. One time, you had to just say, "Don't be a diva." Like you had to come at them on some. This is not Hollywood. I, I probably had. I, I'm sure I had to humble the whole locker room a lot of the times. You know what I'm saying? Um, as far as D Wade, we used to get into it all the time. That's my boy. I love him to death. So we was like brothers. I mean, I used to get a. I mean, I complained about what he wore on a Tuesday. Like it was just whatever, I, whatever, whatever I had, whatever I had to say to him, I was gonna say that. Like it was probably I was mad at somebody else. I was gonna take it out of his ass. That was my dog. He understood that. You know what I'm saying? That's how we. That's how we roll. You know what I'm saying? We understood that. We'll take a couple shots for each other. Braun, you know, said for me with Braun is more just you know what I'm saying being uh, the moral guy. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of the things that Bron took when he came to Miami, he got he got handled the wrong kind of way. So for me, I was always way more sensitive to Bron's situation than anybody else. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because coming to, coming to Miami took a lot. You know what I'm saying? And I felt like he was coming to my city. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to make sure I protected that and protected him. So I was a lot more sensitive to Bron's situation than anybody just because I understood, you know what I'm saying, the pressure he was under, the shots that was taken at him. Um, I can remember like it was yesterday. We was walking down the street in Boston. I think we was coming from a restaurant. So we uh we just walking. About five of us, me, D Wade, Braun, a couple guys. So a fan yells, Hey LeBron. So Braun looks over. And as he looks over, the fan just says, Fuck you. And I'm like, and I said, and I said, fuck you back. LeBron didn't even have to respond because I was already on. Like, I got you. Don't even worry about it. But to me, at that point I realized the kind of, what this man gotta pull up with, like just to walk down the street for somebody to say that. I couldn't do it. Couldn't be me. Couldn't be me. <laughs> so at that at, so at that point, you know what I'm saying? For me, I was probably way more sensitive than, to Braun's situation than anybody. You know, Chris never got on my nerves. Chris was just nice. And I felt like sometimes... Too nice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because, you know what I'm saying? That's what you felt. That's what I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep it. Right. Listen. Right. Listen. Much respect to the to, to the career that Kevin Garnett had and the success that he had. But the shit that come out of his mouth sometimes ain't got nothing to do with basketball and it's the most disrespectful shit I ever heard in my life. So for me... In situations in the Boston Celtics series that had got really hot and heated, I just needed the Chris just to step up one time and I would handle the rest for him. <laughs> but uh, it never really got to that point, man. But I just say, I, like I said, there's much respect to KG and everything he did, man. But the shit that come out of his mouth, man, I couldn't, I couldn't go for that. Yo, when I tell you, when I hear you talk like this, it brings me joy because I, I grew up on that. Like, meet me and talk trash and go hard. And we're not friends and we're not going to be best friends because if you say something crazy, I'm going to respect you. If you say something crazy, look, you can get it. You can talk shit, you can get hit. That's just the rules. That was the rules of how you played basketball back in the day. Where we from and where I grew up, the whole park would get lit up. You out there tripping, acting crazy. All right, Nick, keep talking. That's what they're going to take. Keep talking. And five minutes later, when he come back, he ain't coming back to talk no more. So we ain't even, where I grew up, we ain't even get into all that talking like that because you know where that could go. If that's you, if my, you are ready, 
If you are ready to take it there, you better shut up. That's it. Which is why I understand why some people are saying Chris knows better. Like you say something, I'm going back to that for five seconds. Like the culture gets it. Like you say something, you are responsible for everything that comes out of your mouth. You know, that's just the end. That's it. And I'm going to respect you to a certain point, but sometimes I'm not that you crossed the line. Um, and you say that about KG. I've never not heard that. I heard that he talks the most, like whatever he says drives you so insane. Like there was that time where we heard all these rumors about KG talking trash to Carmelo. Carmelo waited for him at the bus. You remember he was waiting for him at the uh, bus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's real. It's real out here. You can't, you can't say certain things. You can't say certain things. You know what I'm saying? You got to be held accountable. And, and I'm just going to always, that's just going to always be me. So it helps me. It helps me not disrespect nobody else too. Cause I understand that about what I see out my mouth. So then there was a game not long ago. Oh Lord. And my friend was trending. His name is Udonis Haslam. And my friend was getting into it with the teammate in the huddle. Teammate was talking to coach. It looked as if my friend didn't like what teammate Jimmy Butler said to coach or to whomever. I don't know if who, but whatever he said, you didn't like it and you took issue. Let me say this about Jimmy. Can I, can I say this about Jimmy? Say this about Jimmy. Love Jimmy to death, man. Jimmy, the only person who got me drinking wine. He Wade got me started. And when he left, I stopped. Yeah. Jimmy got me drinking wine. Jimmy has also opened up my countryside. So, and I, I spent a lot of time with Jimmy and, um, just like D Wade and myself, brothers fight, but D Wade never really got to the point where we wanted to knuckle up. Me and Jimmy got to the point we wanted to knuckle up, you know what I'm saying? But that's, 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 that's brothers. And once again, that's an everyday thing with my, um, me and D Wade used to cuss and fuss and just leave it there. You know what I'm saying? Me and Jimmy took it a step further, but it doesn't change the relationship. It doesn't change how I feel about Jimmy. It doesn't change the goal of winning the championship. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, we believe in eye-to-eye communication down here. You know what I'm saying? If you have something to say to a man, you say it to that man. And you get past it. Because holding on to it, mumbling with your head down, it, it, it don't get nowhere. Um, so that was a minute and 30 seconds that we had to say what we had to say and get on to the solution. What was that? <laughs> We both said, we both, we both said. No, he did it. He started it because you was about to end it. We both said we're going to kick each other's ass. I mean, it was just a situation where, you know what I'm saying? It's up and down. You know what I'm saying? The last couple of games, a lot of frustration, a lot of tension. We're just trying to get the solution on how to win. Mm -hmm. And um, I just wanted all of us to be on the same page. And as the captain and as the leader, you know what I'm saying? Um, It was just a situation where, you know, it could have gone either way, you know what I'm saying? I could have been I could have been a little more cool headed. Jimmy could have been a little more cool headed, but I don't think neither one of us regret that situation. Because you look at the basketball we're playing now and the type of men that Jimmy and I are, you're talking about two alpha males. You know what I mean? You put two alpha males in the room, sometimes it's gonna be like bulls in a Chinese shop. You know what I'm saying? But that doesn't mean that you're not gonna get to, you know, the place you're trying to get to. So I think that's even strengthened me and Jimmy's relationship because a couple of days later, he was back drinking wine again. You know what I mean? So things like that. You know what I'm saying? With like-minded people that understand the goal doesn't affect the relationship. So you got yeah. two like-minded people that understand the goal. So that didn't affect, affect our relationship one bit. Respect. I like it. I like it because it's, well, it's the truth. I don't know very many people who can shake it off because, you know, the the, the television, the cameras, you, you are, you're you not aware of it, but then people make it more than what it is, i.e. media. You can talk about me because I'm like, wait, what happened? And people who know you, 
you know, they're they're going to have a narrative, but you're right. If you guys can handle it like men and move on, it's easier. Let's talk you know about the issue. Yeah. Let me say this real quick. The, the problem is people don't understand the equity that I, that I bank with these guys when the cameras hang on. You know what I'm saying? I don't just show up to the gym and start cussing and fussing at people. I kick it with these people. I spend time with their family. I get to know them. I welcome them to Miami in a way that nobody else does. You know what I'm saying? So when you come here, you're coming into a brotherhood. You know what I'm saying? It's really a culture. You know what I'm saying? So I earn it right. You get a little frustrated and a little upset sometimes because everybody know I got my everybody best interest at heart and the goal is to win. You know what I'm saying? So what they don't see behind the scenes is a relationship that's being built. You know what I mean? Isn't it interesting that that's the equity you put into that to your city and into that team and into that franchise and they reward you. And as a result, and I wouldn't even say reward, they understand your value. You reward them. But as a result, I like that. I like yeah, that. I yeah. like that. Yeah. Right. Because I'm not, you're not, they're do, you're doing them a favor, keeping the temperament in the locker room, handling the young bucks and telling them how it's supposed to be. And that is so invaluable. When you look around the league and you see vets that do what you do, are there many of them? Can you name them? I mean, you know, um, I really don't know. You know what I mean? I only, I only know what's going on down here in Miami and we're just coaching with my guy. You know what I'm saying? But I know when a lot of guys leave, you know, our coach and leave this locker room, um, they tell me how it's not like that in other places and, you know, how they, you know, would love to come back if they had the opportunity. You know, for me, I genuinely care about these dudes, man. You know what I'm saying? I tell them all the time, whether it's in Miami or somewhere else, I just want you to get your money and take care of your family, bro. You know what I'm saying? And when I say bruh, I'm talking about bruh. Mm-hmm. Now, I ain't all the time bruhs, but a lot of the time it is bruh. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I understand that it's a lot of times there's guys that come from the same situation, the background as me. And then when you add the title undrafted, like I was, you're talking about a whole different level of pressure. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So if you look around the league, we got the most undrafted guys in the NBA. So we got the most guys on any team that I can relate to and mm. take to. Mm. So, I didn't you know, know that. What I'm saying? That presents yeah. a different energy, too. When y'all are undrafted, oh, you have more to prove. Oh, it's a kennel hustle for real. Is different. It's, it's, a kennel, it's a kennel for real. It's a kennel for real down here. You know what I'm saying? Every day, we're trying to eat. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's, try, it's an opportunity to eat. You know what I'm saying? The other undrafted dude understand that he ain't got no slack. He can't slack off because there's another undrafted dude waiting for his ass. Play with it if you want to. I take your spot, boy. You know what I'm saying? And that's how iron shopping iron down here. You know what I'm saying? And we even got the superstars where go at them too. You know what I'm saying? I'm a I'm an undrafted guy who don't even play no more 19 years in the league. And before every game, I'm upstairs playing one-on-one with Jimmy Buck. You know what I'm saying? Head on, nose up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's that's how that's his game prep. You know what I'm saying? And that's how we built the relationship that we built. So that's why when me and Jimmy did bump heads, man, people don't know, man. Me and Jimmy grinded out every day. You know what I'm saying? Just me and him. We need to take a quick break. I'll be right back on the other side with more Udonis. Every champion and carry champions to be a champion. A champion and carry champion and carry champion. A champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment. Connected with. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of Black and Brown youth. To date, 
Participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot. The spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound feet of torque. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Appreciate your patience or at least fast forwarding through the podcast. Uh, here's more with UD. What do you think of retirement? What, what, is, what does post-basketball life look like for you? Well, I'm a businessman, you know? Uh, I think so. Being a man of many talents, you know what I'm saying? I've been blessed to um, spread my wings. Um, so I, I'm a franchisee for Subways and Starbucks, Einstein's. Also, I own it for 800 Degrees Wood Fire Kitchen. I'm in the uh, medical marijuana business. I'm in the um, affordable housing business. I am also into the mental health and uh, drug rehab business as well, which is my new project down here in Miami. The next thing, my next step is we're in the process of um, building a new uh, eight-story drug and rehab facility down here. If anybody knows anything about my past and my history, uh, my parents um, recovered from um, drugs. My mom, who passed away 12 years ago, was really, really, really bad. She went through a, a struggle, homelessness, drug addiction, um, you know, even going to see her tell her story. You know what I'm saying? Even though I had known her story, just hearing her tell her story um, was very difficult. But the thing about my mom is people say about the grit, how I'm able to get through the things, being undrafted, you know, surviving all these things. Because if you look statistically, I probably shouldn't be in a situation I am. Um, but if you look statistically, my mom should have never came from where she came from. But she was able to go back, be a, a, a spokesperson for people that come from where she came from, pull women out of that situation. And the hardest part for me was actually to look at her, tell her story. But when I was able to look at those women sitting to my left, then I understood why she was telling her story. So fast forward now, I have the ability to pull people out of the situation that she's in. So our next project is drug uh, drug rehab facility and uh, mental health. 
mental health, we all understand the issue of mental health right now. They're not getting the help they need by putting them in jail. It's a waste of money. Um, it's wasting money. So when you talk about resources, the jails don't have the resources to help mental health people. You let them out, they call the police on them again, they're threatened, the police feel threatened, they're back in jail again. So our next project is mental health and uh, drug rehab facilities down here. Um, we're taking the worst of the worst. Back, Baker Act, different people like that. We're going to help the worst of the worst. That's great. And that's a part of what you want to do when you retire. I see I see a life in politics. I see I see mayor of Miami happening. I see ownership. I see ownership. Ownership is where you live in. Okay. You can, see, you can do both. You can do uh, both. Yeah. I don't like politics. I got to sleep at night, though. I got to sleep. It's hard to sleep when you're a politician. Yeah. And you're not going to be making, <laughs> you're not making no compromising deals. You ain't going to be in there. No. Like, I understand. Yeah. I could. No, I, I don't understand. I don't <laughs> understand. You know that I don't understand. Would you understand? I would not. <laughs> exactly. Um, you said something that I want to talk about and, and, and not on a heavy note, but you talked about how you loved your mom and, and that was hard for you. And, and your dad mm-hmm. passed away about a year ago, maybe. And yeah, you, about a, couple, a few months ago this past summer. Yeah. And you, you took some, some weeks off uh, from training camp when it happened. Um, what, how has that shifted your focus and, 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 and recentered your life, if you will? I mean, you know what? That was the, the so my mom passed away 12 years ago. And the difference between my mom and my dad is that, you know, my mom, um, you know, really struggled with the addiction as opposed to my dad. He was able to function with his addiction. Um, but as a kid and as a son, I, I knew what was going on, you know, the whole time. Um, you know, my mom passed away and, and, you know, the human condition is just to think, okay, I lost one parent. There's no way I, I lose the other. You know, right. I'm just going to, I'm going to have this one forever. Um, my dad started to get sick. You know, it started out with a little bit of myeloma. And, um, if anybody knows anything about African-American men, you know, we have a high percentage of colon, catching colon cancer, mm. you know? Um, so he struggled with a little bit of that. Um, you know, the toughest part for me is, um, you know, and, and I didn't wake up and get a phone call and say, Hey, you know, this happened or that happened. I actually was with my parents through the decline in every step until the last breath. Um, so that was the hardest part for me is just to watch, you know, my heroes go from here to here. Um, and, you know, my father was the strongest man I ever knew. But, um, you know, it was the, the illness, the disease, those things really took took away from, you know, who he was and what he was. So, you know, that was the toughest part for me. But what I gathered from all that is when they passed is that they had done their job. They right. had prepared me. They had prepared me. I was ready. And as a parent, that's all you want to do. You know what I'm saying? You, you want to you protect your kids. You want to provide for them. And you want to prepare them for life. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And when my parents passed away, um, when I had all these questions about why this, why that, the only answer I had is that I'm ready to move on with life as a man, take the step that I need to take, do what I need to do. And those are the answers that I had. With all the questions and the whys, I had that one answer. That's yes. just what I wrote on. It was hard. Still hard, huh? Yeah, definitely hard. But I have a beautiful stepmother. You know what I'm saying? Um, so a part of my story that people don't know is that, um, when my mom did struggle with her drug addiction, a lot of her, uh, issues were based upon, you know, the divorce of her and my father, you know, she really struggled from that. And in came my stepmother, who was a beautiful woman. And, um, we all know the stories. A lot of times it's really not the woman's fault. <laughs> so I would just say that I ain't gonna blame my pops, but pops did his thing. So, uh, Pop did his thing, you know what I'm saying? And I'm going to just leave it at that. So no, I know. For these, 
for these two women, for, the, for, the, for these two women to be able to put that aside, you know, for the benefit of a child and to raise me. Yeah. Um, they had a, they had a wonderful partnership. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and they really combined, you know, to raise me in America. And I really had the best of both worlds because I had a father who didn't give a damn about nothing but kicking ass and taking names. Right. I had a, I had a stepmother who cared about nothing but how to be a strong black man in America. And I had a mother who cared about being compassionate and just sharing and caring for other people. So I really had all those things combined. And I think that's the person that people see today. Yeah. Yeah. All of those things. And with a little bit of, little bit of some of that other stuff too. Yeah. You know, the kicking ass and taking names stands you gotta out. You got to have a little people. of that. It does. It does. It does. <laughs> and that's never, that's never going to go nowhere though. And it shouldn't. Do you have any plans to retire anytime soon? 20. 20. 20 years. Next should be 20 years. I think that's it for me. That's a milestone. I don't think everybody, anybody ever thought I would play 20 years, but I mean, they would never thought I would be the leading rebound in the NBA. They never thought I had three rings. They never thought I'd be a business owner. Um, they never thought any of this. Like I tell you, statistically, I ain't really supposed to be here. So for me, that's why it's so important to let the kids in Miami know that they got the same opportunities as me. You know, a lot of times you can find to see well, you can find to believe that you can only go as far as what you see every day. You know what I'm right. saying? When you walk out, you see drugs, you see violence, and that's as far as you think you can go. I never been to South Beach till I got in the NBA. So I ain't yeah. really know what's on the side of the bridge. You know what I'm saying? I used to go to that's Hollywood. That's crazy. Man, we Wait used to a second. So you never went to South Beach. You grew up in Liberty no. City and never went to South Beach. No, what's we used to go to Hollywood Beach. The, okay, so you went to Hollywood Beach, but what's the drive no, time? Hollow, no, Hollywood Beach. Not Hollywood Hollow, Beach. Hollow, okay, I was about to Hollow, say. Hollywood Beach. Hollywood Hollow Beach. Beach. And then yeah. how, far is, how far is South Beach from Liberty? city uh you jump on expressway you probably about 25 30 minutes not that much but ain't nothing over there for us there wasn't nothing over there for us what was ain't no money like that what you going over there for to watch to look and see i ain't going over there to look and see we're gonna go right over here to hollover we're gonna barbecue and we're gonna jet ski and we're gonna take our ass home and we had a wonderful saturday or sunday <laughs> we, ain't, we ain't need we ain't need south beach i, I tell this and only time i needed south beach is when i got first when i first got in big now that I'm in my 40s, I don't need that shit now. I don't want no problem but, so they can have it. But I'll be looking at them people on Instagram and I'll be like, oh, hell. No, no, no. I agree with that. But fast forward <laughs> from the kid who didn't need to do nothing. Like, you live a good life, though, now. I'm living good. You know, I'm living good, but I work hard. You know what I'm saying? Deserve, a lot of times. You deserve. A lot of times. You know, the conversation that I have with my, my like-minded people around me now, like you said, my brother D-Way, you know what I'm saying, who I consider, you know what I'm saying, inspiration. Because, like, every time I turn around, my dog get into the check. He get into the bag. Quick, you know and I tell him, I tell him all the time, you, you keep raising the bar, dog, because as you raise the bar, I understand I can't keep up with them goddamn summer vacations if I don't get to my shit too. <laughs> so I already, so every time you get a check, you can't be on the banana boat. Yeah, every time you get a check, dog, I gotta get a check because I'm fairly vacations. Go tell my ass up, boy. <laughs> I gotta keep up. That's funny. Uh, you're doing fine, and I'm sure even better. The future looks amazing for you and super bright. Well, thank you, thank you thank for you. taking the time to join us on Naked. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Man, you got to love that guy, right? Just a really good guy. He says he's retiring next year, 20 years, nice and round. Who knows? He could change his mind. He's entitled to that. But I really, truly meant what I said. That organization is smart. They know his value. They're lucky to have him. Think about that. 20 years anywhere. I can imagine me working 20 years anywhere. My ADD self. Like, anyway, I just could not imagine it. Let alone playing in a league for two decades. 
contributing to the same team for two decades, being valued by that team for two decades. And I'm sure it hasn't been lovely, right? Nothing is always great all the time. But if you look at it, time ultimately tells your story. And that city values the one they raised. Udonis Haslam is invaluable to that city and to that franchise. And I'm glad that they were able to notice that. I keep going back to 20 years. You guys can't stay at a job for more than six months. How are you going to stay somewhere for 20 years? It was his assignment and he understood it. And not only that, I'm sure there are so many people currently here, alive, breathing, not with us, who understands his impact. There are certain people who hold franchises together in sports, right? There are certain eras of teams where you know that person is the glue. He may not be the flashiest. He may not have the most points. He's not necessarily the one that you always go to or hear of. But behind the scenes, there is such a quiet respect. What's that line that Little Wayne says? Real gangsters move in silence. Like something like that. I always try to rap for y'all. But that's how I feel about him. And I feel that mystery that I talked about earlier has everything to do with how he moves through that city and what he's been through and how he's been able to evolve. I saw this great quote and I'll end it on that. If you are currently not in my life and you knew the old version of me, you don't know shit about me right now. Something like that. (laughs) And I've watched him evolve. And I know there are many people who may not know everything about him. But we surely do like the man that he has become and will become. Thank y'all so much uh, for listening to Naked. Next week, we got a good one. I can't talk about it. Ooh, it's juicy. It's juicy. Can't talk about it, but it's juicy. Thank you guys so much for being here on Naked. And I'll talk to you next week. Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. 